All right, everybody, guess who's back with a brand new episode of the VIP Horror Podcast? It's your boy, Casey. I told you guys I would be having a busy month, and I promised that I'd be coming back with some more episodes in October. A lot has happened. I've been in the process of moving to a house that's back in the middle of the woods. Got to have that whole cabin in the woods horror feel to it. So what better way to record an episode than being in a cabin in the middle of the woods? Got the perfect horror theme for a horror podcast, huh? Okay, so, and I also said I was going to be going to Louder Than Life, and that's what this episode is going to be. It's going to be my review on Louder Than Life. I was there two weeks ago. I'm also going to be coming out with an episode uh, reviewing haunted houses all in western North Carolina. Uh, Well, not just North Carolina, but South Carolina. I mean from Asheville, Hendersonville, Canton to Anderson to Greenville. Uh, I'm going to give a review on all the haunted houses. I'm actually going to one tonight, as a matter of fact. So I'm not really going to give my full review on them all until I've been to them all. Uh, So I will be coming out with an episode for that. And I'm also going to be coming out with an episode from Three From Hell. Uh, That actually comes out on Blu-ray and DVD. Tuesday, I actually saw the Three Knots showing in the movie theaters when it was in uh, theaters for Three Knots. I actually bought my tickets like two months ago. Or not two months ago, but two weeks before it came out. Uh, I actually was going to give a review on it then, but I was on the fence if I like it or don't like it, so I'm going to wait till I get the DVD Blu-ray copy Tuesday, and I'll give you a full review, uh, so we'll get into that, but this is about Louder Than Life, and if anybody doesn't know what Louder Than Life is, which if you're a metalhead and you're a rock guy, you know what Louder Than Life is. Louder Than Life is a huge rock festival that's in Louisville, Kentucky, and it's every year annually um, in September. Uh, This year, it was the last weekend of September. Last year, I think it was supposed to be the last weekend of September. I can't remember the dates. I had tickets to go. Unfortunately, we had a hurricane that hit North Carolina, and all the rain went up there to Louisville, Kentucky, and stalled out and flooded the park. So they had to cancel last year. So there was no Louder Than Life 2018. So I was a little bummed about that because it had a massive lineup. Well, 2019 Louder Than Life also had a massive lineup. So I was pretty stoked about this. I was pretty excited, and I was like, please don't let a hurricane stall out. Please don't let the rain come up there and flood the park. You know, I was praying that there would be... No rain, and luckily there wasn't. Bought my tickets in May, super excited for this festival. It was going to be my first Louder Than Life that I've been to, Uh, and like I said, last year was going to be my first one, but it got rained out. So this year was my first, and I went with one of my best friends, uh, Michael Zukowski, and uh, a few of my other friends were there, Pam, Chantel, you know, so on, so on. So, out of all the music festivals I've been to this year, from Epic Center to Sonic Temple, I didn't get to go to Rockville, but from all the festivals that I've been to throughout my years, from Carolina Rebellion even, uh, this festival, Louder Than Life, was by far, hands down, the best damn festival I've ever been to. Uh, This one was well put together. Uh, They had the two main stages right beside each other, okay? So you didn't, like, if you was on the left side of the stage, you was going to be able to see the bands on the right side of the stage. And mainly, all the big 
bands that everybody wants to co see are going to be on those two stages. Now, they had the Loudmouth stage that was way at the end of the festival. Uh, it also had a few well known people on there, but it wasn't like, you know, as big as the main stages were. I didn't get to watch a lot of bands on that one, honestly. Uh, I wanted to see Hora, and I actually wanted to see Guar. Uh, they were on that stage, but unfortunately that was at the end of the festival. And if you wanted to get close to the bands or you wanted to get close to whoever you wanted to see, you basically had to go to whatever stage they were going to be at, and you had to stay down there all day. You could not move. Nobody was not leaving their spots. That's the only bad side about uh, those two stages being right beside each other is because it doesn't make people want to leave. You know, when you was at Carolina Rebellion, you had four stages. You had the Monster Stage, the Gold Stage. Ah, fuck, I can't even remember half the stages' names. But you had different stages there. Um, so you had to go look and see what bands were playing, what bands you wanted to see. Uh, I remember at Carolina Rebellion, I, you know, I was excited to see Butcher Babies, but I also wanted to see Muir. But they were playing at the same time Butcher Babies were. So I could not see Muir, because to me, Butcher Babies was more important. Uh, so yes, as far as the music festivals go, and Sonic Temple was kind of set up the same way. They had the main band on the main stage in the stadium and then they had two stages on the outside of the stadium uh, and they had bands playing at the same time that's the cool thing about louder than life is they didn't have a lot of bands playing at the same time with those stages being right beside each other because i mean you obviously had bands playing on at the loud mass loud mouth stage while other bands were playing on the main stages but as far as like the main stray bands and stuff one came on right after the other. I mean, like, okay, for instance, uh, Stain was performing on Friday night. They were one of the headliners. They were performing, but while they were performing, Slipknot was getting set up on the next stage. So, like, as soon as one band would go off, the other one would play, like, within a matter of 10, 15 minutes. So, it was it was well put together. I mean, honestly, like I said, out of all the festivals, this is by far the best festival, rock festival, I have been to. Because uh, it was so well put together. It was so thought out. It was so, you know, unique. Like, I think, honestly, I don't know. Obviously, all these people are in charge of different festivals. But, as far as, like, Sonic Temple... And Epic Center, which used to be Carolina Rebellion, but it's now Epic Center. Uh, Rockville, all these other festivals, Exit 111, uh, Aftershock, they need to, which I, I think Aftershock is set up the same way, but they need to set this up that way. They need to learn from Louder Than Life because Louder Than Life was, you know, it was great for the fans. I mean, it really was. You didn't miss any bands that you wanted to see. You know, I was telling my best friend Z when we was going down there uh, on the way down there Friday. I was like, dude, you know, I said, I cannot miss Slipknot. I've got to see Slipknot. As much as I want to see Stained, I'm here to see Slipknot on the Friday. And luckily, the way the stages were set up, he wanted to see Stained. So he thought he was going to be late getting to Slipknot. I wanted to be as close as I could get to Slipknot. Well, the way it was set up, not only was we close to Slipknot, but we was also close to Stained. Because the way the two stages are set up with each other. So we didn't miss any action at all. We didn't miss any of the main bands that we wanted to see. 
I mean, like I said, it, it was just like one band would come on, instantly the next band would come on. And it was just like a ping pong back and forth, you know. It's, it'd go like, you know, uh, Ice Cube on the, uh, I forget what stage it was, and then Godsmack, and then Guns N' Roses. I mean, it was just like ping, 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 ping. It was set up well, it was well put together, and that's why other festivals need to learn from Louder Than Life. Now, obviously, they're probably not the same people that run that, but how Louder Than Life was set up, it was just perfect for the fans. And it was perfect for the bands, in my opinion. Uh, there was not, you know, one flaw i seen about this festival. I mean, it was by far the best festival I've been to. Uh, the only thing that sucked about this, and this is not, this is beyond the festival's control, it was record high when we was there, uh, the Sunday got up to 97 degrees, and now Louder Than Life has been dubbed the largest festival in America, and if you go look at the helicopter shots on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and you see how many people's there, you'll be like, holy shit, there was that many fucking people there. And when you got record high temperatures and you're in a mosh pit or you're in the crowd or your front road amongst all these people, that's so much body heat. So, you know, those temperatures are going up and shit like that. So what normally feels like 97 degrees where you're at, it probably feels like 117. It was very, very fucking hot. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of people having heat strokes. There was a lot of people passing out because of the heat. A lot of people just... It, it drained you. It honestly did. And, and me and my friend Z, we wanted to get as close as we could get. So, of course, we'd get down there at 12 o'clock, and we'd get, work our way to the front of the stage on the barricade as close as we could. And we'd stand down there from like 12, 1 o'clock all the way up until 12 or 1 o'clock at night or 11 o'clock at night, whatever, whenever the festival ended, you know. Uh, so you can imagine how tired and exhausted we were being out there in that hot sun with record high heats. So you can you can imagine how drained we was. I mean, like, dude, I should have honestly took some time off work after Louder Than Life because we traveled back Monday, and then the following Tuesday, I went back to work. And then the following weekend, I moved. So, you know, I felt like I've not had no time. I've not felt like I've recuperated or anything until this weekend, actually. So, yeah, it was it was... It was pretty draining there. That was the only downside that I will say about Louder Than Life. Uh, but, of course, that was beyond their control. Obviously, they don't, you know, cover the weather. The weather's not their thing. They did a good job as far as security does of giving people water and making sure people stay, you know, dehydrated and stuff like that. They come by, crack open a water bottle, and give it to you. Now, the only thing that I will say that I liked about Epic Center better than Louder Than Life is the security staff would actually give away water there. They didn't give away water here. You had to buy it. Now, luckily, <clears throat> where I was at, uh, some of the people that was passing out and EMTs had to get to the crowd and help people out and drag people out. Where I was at, I was hoisting people over the barricade to help them get over. So I made a joke to one of the security staff. I said, hell, maybe you guys should pay, put me on payroll. I'm getting more people out than you guys are. One security guard laughed and said, maybe we should. After that, he started giving me free water. Anytime I needed water, I motioned for him. He'd come over there and give me water. That was really cool. That's staying well connected, and that's knowing your crowd, and that's you know making friends with the right people. 
So that worked out. So I did not have to spend, you know, $5 a pot for water. I was getting water for free, which worked out to my benefit, you know. Uh, but aside from that, uh, the festival kicked ass. I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, who put on the best performance, uh, who done really good. I did not see nobody that really disappointed there. Honestly, everybody done really freaking good as far as live goes. Uh, I don't really care for Mount Marilyn Manson. Uh, there's maybe two or three songs I like by him. Uh, he done good at performing those songs. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Marilyn Manson. Never have been. Probably never will be. Uh, but there is a few songs that he makes that I actually like, and playing them live, he done a very good job. Uh, as far as, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, bands, I would say, disappoint me. Uh, Some 41, uh, I don't know, I, I'm just not a big fan of their new stuff. I mean, they were okay. Uh, when they play Fat Lip, it got the crowd going a little bit, but, uh, if I had to pick a band that I'd probably say I was disappointed in the most, it probably would be some 41. Um, but that's not a knock at them or anything like that. A lot of people, you know, was really enjoying them, and they really did put on a good show. But I'm just saying, from my personal perspective, of all the bands that I've seen there, if I had to pick one that I, you know, was probably the least that I wasn't impressed with, it would be some 41. But they still perform good. It's just I'm saying out of all of them, that would probably be the one I pick. Uh, now, I, a lot of people's like, oh, man, I bet you Slipknot was the best fucking one there. Slipknot was good. Slipknot was phenomenal. I mean, Slipknot put on a damn good show. But, and it surprises people when I tell them this, but one of the better bands on the Friday night lineup on Friday lineup that put on a fucking phenomenal show was Stained. And like people like, what? Stained done, you know, outperformed Slipknot? I don't want to say they outperformed Slipknot by no means, but I will say I enjoyed Stained more, which that's crazy is because they're a softer, they're softer than Slipknot, you know, and I'm into that hardcore heavy shit, so Slipknot was right up my alley, which Slipknot was fucking incredible live but stained had so much pyro with their shit like when they performed i mean you were just in awe at the shit that they were performing i mean they really got the crowd going they really got the crowd you know jumping and aaron lewis man <laughs> aaron lewis grew his hair out i never knew he could grow, grow his hair out i always thought he was just bald no, I mean, he fucking grew his hair out he almost don't look like aaron lewis but he just had that attitude like I don't give a fuck, and it was like so cool as shit, uh, so yeah, but he, he was awesome, I mean, the whole entire band was really good, I mean, I, in my opinion, I hope we hear future stuff from Stain, because they really put on a damn good performance, uh, as far as Saturday lineups go, uh, Guns N' Roses really killed it like they always do, um, Ice Cube, man. Ice Cube really put on a damn good show. But if I had to pick as far as Saturday's lineup goes, I have to say Godsmack put on the best show, in my opinion. I mean, these, these, like I said, people, these are just my opinions. Not everybody feels the same. But this is just how I felt as far as what I personally preferred and who I thought done a better overall show. And honestly, as far as Saturday goes, it was definitely Godsmack. Now, as far as Sunday goes... 
course, you know, you had Disturb, Rob Zombie, Marilyn Manson in this moment dead. Uh, obviously, anybody that knows me personally knows I'm a huge in this moment fan. I love their horror, whole horror theme um, with, with metal. And, of course, I think Maria Brink is the, one of the fucking sexiest women alive. Uh, so, of course, I'm going to favor in this moment, but they always put on a damn good show. The only will, thing that I will say that I was a little bit disappointed with within this moment, uh, this made the second time this week I saw them because I also saw them in Greenville. That week I was leaving for Louder Than Life. I saw them in Greenville Tuesday night with Disturbed, and I saw them at Louder Than Life Sunday also with Disturbed. Uh their set list is not that long. I think Tuesday night they played, I think it was six or seven songs. And then Sunday at Louder Than Life, they played four. Now, someone said they played five. I don't remember them playing fly, or five. I really don't. Like, someone's like, oh, no, they played five. Okay, yeah, actually, they did. I forgot they played Blood as well. Uh, but as far as that goes in this moment, never disappoints me. I just wish their set list was longer because they've got so many banger of songs. Um, you know, they always play horror. They always play blood. And they, of course they always play big bad wolf and they played river of fire, but there's so many other bangers that they got that they could play that I wish they would play. I don't know why their set list has gotten smaller. Um, but they need they need to have a longer set list, and you know that could also be dependent on who they're touring with and stuff like that. Because when they were with Disturb, you know Disturb played for two and a half hours. In this moment, really only played for an hour, um, if that, if you want to call it that. I mean, no, it wasn't even an hour. I think they were only on there for like thirty minutes. Now I think about it. Uh, but as far as Sundays goes, I'm gonna have to pick in this moment, of course. Um, now, <clears throat> Disturbed, Disturbed's very hit or miss. I saw them with Sonic Temple, and they killed the energy of the crowd with playing The Sound of Silence and all these slow songs. Uh, Disturbed is a very different band now compared to when I seen them years ago or even whenever I was a teenager. <laughs> um, I feel like David Drawman is more into politics and more into hearing himself speak than anything. Uh, he, he, he definitely goes out there and talks about all these messages and all this and all that. And hey, man, that, that's, that's good. That's all good. But at a festival, I feel like it just drains the energy of the crowd. And it shows. Uh, Sonic Temple... Uh, they played Stupefy, and they played a few other hits, Thousand Fists, and everybody was jumping, and then they started playing Sound of Silence, and I can't even remember the other two slow, slow songs that they played, but it, like, drained the energy of the crowd, okay? I'm talking about completely drained it, and then they tried to play a few of their other hits, but so many people was already leaving because of how bad they drained the crowd. Now, Chantel works with the festivals, and she told me that they were like that... At all the festivals she's worked at, they've drained the energy. Well, when I saw them Tuesday in Greenville, they were in the arena, okay? They done really fucking well. Like, I was disappointed when I saw them at Sonic Temple, but then when I saw them, you know, you, you probably heard that in my previous episode covering Sonic Temple, 
But when I heard them at, you know, in the arena in Greenville, like, dude, they fucking killed it. Like, they put on a damn good show. I was impressed. I'm like, all right, they made up for Sonic Temple. Well, louder than life, they did not. They did the same thing with Sonic Temple. They got the crowd rocking, and then they started playing the slow songs. Like, look, as far as slow songs go, I know every band wants to incorporate them in their playlist. That's fine. One slow song is cool. But when you're at a festival and people are there to rock out and have fun, to me, when you play the slow songs, you just drain the energy. I mean, people are there to get crazy. So I feel like a lot of bands need to keep that in mind as far as wanting to play songs that keep the crowd rocking because people are there for the energy. So if you drain the energy, they're going to leave. So, you know, future reference for a lot of these bands out there. Just going to say that. Um, But... Another band that really put on a really good show Sunday was Dead. Uh, that was the first time I got to see Dead, and I, I love Dead. They're, I mean, I'm a pretty big fan of them, and to freaking see them live, man, they fucking rocked. I mean, they were really good. But like I said, overall, the whole entire festival was louder than life. It, it was definitely the best rock festival I've ever been to. Uh, and I'm, I am planning to go every year. I am going to go next year. I am going to go to Epic Center next year because it returns back to Charlotte Motor Speedway. I'm going to try to make it to Rockville, and I'm going to try to go back to Columbus, Ohio for Sonic Temple. Uh, the crazy thing that they announced, uh, if you know nobody knows, which I'm sure they do because it's been advertised everywhere, Metallica is making history by being at these festivals next year. And they're playing a record... Two not sets on, they're playing a different stage on Friday night and then playing a different stage on Sunday night. So this is going to be history for rock music. I'm sure tickets are going to be well sold out pretty soon on this. Uh, I think the ticket prices are a little bit higher now. I don't know uh, from what I've seen that uh, they're offering payment options and it comes up to like a total of $405, not including fees for all three days. Uh, don't quote me on that because I've probably read that wrong. Somebody can correct me if I did. But, yes, Metallica's going to be at all the festivals next year in 2020. And I will plan on being there. So, I wanted to give my experience and my review on Louder Than Life. And I will tell you that this was the best rock festival ever. And as I said just in a few minutes ago, a few seconds ago, whatever, that I will be back to Louder Than Life every year. Uh, that was definitely by far the best. So if, you've never, if you're a rock fan and you go to Carolina Rebellion, you go to Epic Center, Rockville, you go to all of these festivals, okay, and you've never been to Louder Than Life, I highly recommend Louder Than Life over them all. Uh, definitely well put together as, as far as the rock festival goes. But anyways, I'm going to leave that in closing. I wanted to give my review on Louder Than Life and my experience. And hands down, it deserves a 10 out of 10 for being the best rock festival in America. So yes, we'll be back to give some more rock festival reviews next year. Because obviously it's winter time. There's no more rock festivals it's not winter time it's fall time but there's no more rock festivals until next spring so i will be giving reviews on all those so that will probably be it for a few months as far as rock festivals goes 
so it will just be strictly on horror movies now. And like I said, I will be giving my review on Haunted Houses here this week. And I will be giving my review on Three from Hell. So, tune in for those. Until then, you fuckers keep on rocking. Catch you next time.